BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Power blackouts, they happen every year. But guess what, blackouts? You've met your match. Goal Zero is the leader in affordable generators and home backup systems. They offer a simple, easy solution for when power blackouts hit so you can keep your home up and running using clean energy. Their systems power critical circuits in your home, which are terrible if they go out like your freezer, lights, Wi-Fi, TV, and more with clean power. No fuel, no fumes, no noise, no maintenance, unlike gas generators. Not to mention, Goal Zero is portable, so you can take your power on the go as needed for camping, tailgating, and more. And they offer a range of products and affordable price points to meet your needs, from power stations that can provide a half day's worth of power to solar generators and home backup systems that you can power for one, two, or three days. You can easily monitor and manage your power right from your phone with the Goal Zero app, and they offer best-in-class service with a U.S.-based service team that provides the highest level of technical and customer support. So make sure your power stays on with Goal Zero. Learn more at GoalZero.com. Check out their affordable power stations, solar generators, and home backup systems today. Welcome back, Bachelor Nation. Thank you for tuning in to Us Weekly's Bachelor Recap Podcast here for the right reasons. I'm so excited. We have a great episode today. I talked to Ali Fedotowski. And I, first, I want to thank you all for tuning in. You can always listen on Spotify, leave a five-star review on iTunes. But Ali really went deep about Peter and his mom and what she thinks is going to happen next. She spilled so much tea about how she really felt about being the Bachelorette. She, like, dropped a major bomb about Frank and Roberto. And I think you guys are really going to like listening to Allie reminisce about how Peter's season was actually really similar to hers. So here's my conversation with Allie. Hi, Allie. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you about Peter. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Before we get into that, tell me about um, your love for each and every natural deodorant and how it's part of your everyday routine and all that good stuff. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I've always been very vocal about how important it is to me to use natural products. I mean, really that first all sort of changed for me when I became pregnant. Like, and then after I had my kids and I realized why was I so concerned what I was putting on my body when I was pregnant, but not concerned about what I'm putting on my body when I'm not pregnant. Like that just doesn't make sense. Like mm. I should take care of my own body the same way I would take care of my unborn baby or my children's bodies. So I kind of realized after that, like I need to make some big changes in some of the products that I'm using so, um, you know, I changed my, I mean, everything, honestly, from my skincare to eating organic to my deodorant. Um, you know, I'm, I'm almost ashamed to admit that like I used heavy, like aluminum based deodorants for many years. 
And um, when I switched over and to, to natural deodorant and started using, using, ugh, using each and every, I just really found that I it works, one, it works. It's natural, it's aluminum-free, it's paraben-free, it has no synthetic dyes or scents. Um, and like I said, it works. So like, I feel like people, there's like a stigma sometimes against natural deodorant. People think they don't work. And I say to those people, it's because you're not using the right one. Mm. Like you're not. So like I tested everyone under the sun and each and every is by far the best one I've used. And it's just super important to use. And especially now, like recently, um, I was diagnosed with basal cell carcinoma, which is a very common and treatable form of skin cancer, but it's still skin cancer. Um, and ever since then, I'm even more hyper aware of what I'm putting on my body. So like get rid of the aluminum deodorants, try each and every because it truly works. And I just really want people out there to be aware of what they're putting on their body and hopefully choosing more natural products. I feel like you with your blog and Instagram, you're recommending products. You have a really great relationship with your followers. Why do you think you've been able to connect with Bachelor Nation and your followers from all over so well? Why do you think they are, they are drawn to what you recommend? Um, I think it's because I only recommend things I truly use and love. Um, I can tell you this with complete honesty that I have turned down a lot of major brands that work with hundreds of influencers. Like you'll see a lot of campaigns online for things that I have turned down mm. and I see hundreds of other influencers promoting them and I don't believe in them. And I don't think that it's a good product or I don't think it's real. I think it's a scam or I think, you know, so I have turned down a lot of offers to truly work with the ones that I love. And honestly, a lot of the time I reach out to the brands myself, Like I'm very proactive. I'm not like just waiting to get an email saying so-and-so wants to work with you. I find a product that I love and I immediately go to their site and like look up their press contact and reach out to them and say, Hey, let's find a way to work together. I love your product. So I think that's probably one of the major differences or I'll like email my agent and be like, do you have a contact here? We have got to work with these people. Like I love this product. And you know, that's a, a big way of the way each and every came about. So, um, yeah, I just, I truly work with brands that I love. That's smart. I mean, you're... I think too, like my followers get buy something that I promote and they love it too. And they're like, Oh, she, this is really good. She's not promoting. Like I won't promote something. I don't think is good. Cause I would never want one of my followers to buy something and be like, Oh, this is crap. This, you know, this isn't good. And, and Allie recommended this to me because once you do that, you lose the trust of the person. And, you know, I feel like me and my little community of people on my blog and on my social have become like an extended family. I mean, I even have a Facebook group called like family with Allie Mano because I felt like all of the people and community, there's so much negativity out there right now on the internet. I wanted a safe place where me and all my followers could get together and talk and ask questions without feeling like we we're being judged. Right. I mean, that's amazing. I think we always love all your posts about how really you are about your body too. Like, how do you have the confidence to post those pictures? I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I don't even think about, I don't even think about it as confidence, to be honest. Like if you had asked me like five years ago, I probably would have been like, oh my gosh, that is so brave to post your cellulite on the internet. And now I'm like, who cares? It's just cellulite, you know? No, totally. I don't know. I just, Everything changed for me after I had kids. The way I look at my body changed. The way I treat my body changed. I mean, just like we were talking about, switching to natural products, like each and every. Like, everything changed once I started loving my body for its function and how it serves me rather than the way it looks. Like, I look at my legs and I'm happy I can walk. Mm. I'm happy I can run. I'm happy I can go to spin class and do workouts. Like... But, and then when I see my cellulite, it's like, okay, well, that's just a, that's 
there, but like, that's not keeping me from chasing after my kids and being a good mom. You know, I, I hate my nose. I've hated my nose for years. I've always thought about getting a nose job. Um, and that's the truth. I'm just mm. being honest. Um, but then I look at my nose and I'm like, I can breathe. I can smell things. I have a sense of taste because I can smell like, you know, so I just, I think once you switch that thinking and just be grateful for what you do have and how your body can serve you, I think that really changes things. And it's crazy. Like the reason I wanted to post that photo the other day of my cellulite on the beach with my kids is that, you know, I was looking through my phone, like reminiscing about our trip to Hawaii because it was amazing. It looked amazing. Um, <laughs> like it was the best time ever. And I'm glad we went when we, when we did. I know. We're not going anywhere. We're all um, stuck. But uh, like I was looking at my phone and I like saw those photos and I was like, huh, I didn't even notice I had cellulite when we were there. Like I truly didn't even notice because I was just like enjoying my time with my kids. I was having fun on the beach. I was like just making so many memories and all of those memories I wouldn't have made if I was constantly worried about, do I have a sarong on to cover things mm. or, or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just want to put it out there because I, I want more people to be able to create those memories with their kids. And you know, I, I love the saying, like, I can't remember, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this saying, but it's something like everybody is a bikini body. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's so true. Like, er, even though I do prefer one pieces these days, <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? So my, I will say that like my cellulite, I didn't notice because that's not something I noticed like walking around, but I did at times, just to be honest, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm human. Like when I did wear a bikini, I didn't notice like my stomach flaps and stuff. When I would sit down at the pool and I was just kind of like, mm, that sucks. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go put on a one piece. I'll feel more comfortable. And I did. And I felt comfortable and that was great. Yeah. It's all about loving the skin you're in. Exactly. Um, okay. So we obviously have to talk about The Bachelor. Oh my gosh. Yes. I read your blog and you did not hold back. <laughs> I tend to not. And this is the thing, like, I have always been very careful with my words when I blog about The Bachelor. Even with people like, you know, when people were like giving Kelsey a hard time during Champagne Gate, I was like, look, you know, we have to think about her. She's obviously, you know, hurting in other ways. And I always try to try to see the good in people. I, I, I rarely ever say like this person is flat out wrong and needs to do some deep soul searching. Uh, but I feel like the excuse I always have for the contestants when I'm, you know, talking about the poor decisions they made was that they're young, they're learning, they're growing. Barb doesn't have that excuse. She's right. a grown woman who has lived a lot of life. And I will say there's got to be something there, an underlying issue. So I'm not, you know, I, I still feel for Barb, but she was just so wrong, flat out wrong. I cannot believe the way she treated Madison. Um, and it's, it's a, unfortunate. I mean, I, I think actually, I think it was an email from you guys that I saw go out today. Cause I get that as weekly emails. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. <laughs> But I feel like you guys um, just posted something saying that, like, Chris Harrison said, um, or somebody said, like, it wasn't just Madison's fault that they were three hours late. Yeah, that was Chris Harrison. Yeah. like that. And it's so true. Like, not only was it not only Madison's fault, it was Peter's fault, too, because he wanted to have the conversation. But then it's also production's fault. Like, Anyone who's ever worked in reality TV or been on a reality TV show, a.k.a. me, mm-hmm. can tell you that to switch scenes, it takes a long time because all of the lighting needs to come down. The cameramen all have to move. Like, you notice when the scene's like Colton jumping over the fence and we see the camera falling after him, it's like super bumpy and they're running. That's because they're, they're, 
not, they're not usually doing that. Normally the scenes are set up, there's lighting set up, there's, you know, uh, tripod set up, camera set up. So they have to like reset things. And then also when Peter and Madison are talking, sometimes they'll split them up and do interviews with each one of them talking about what they just talked about in their conversation. And then they'll bring them back to their conversation. It's like a conversation that normally would take normal people 30 minutes can take two hours in Bachelor Nation, right? Like in Bachelor World. And it's for numerous reasons. So it was so unfair, Barb, to say that. Um, and like, we, I mean, we saw that conversation was not Madison just wanting to talk to Peter. Peter wanted to talk to Madison. So it's unfortunate. Do you think <laughs> it was more what Barb said or how she said it or both? Oh, both. For sure, both. I mean, whispering in Spanish to his dad, like, mm. say something bad, help me. Like, why would you ever ask someone to say something bad just to say something bad to to have your back? Like, I thought that was very um, just disrespectful. Um, I feel like her saying that, you know, you have to fail to succeed, like, or I'm paraphrasing here, mm-hmm. but whatever she said, like, basically saying they're going to fail, like, look, do I think that they're going to make it? Probably not. Honestly, like, and I've never said that one season ever. I'm always like, I, I, you know, anybody can make it, you know, I wish them the best. I have high hopes for them. Um, Cause you just never know. You don't know what's going on with people, but we do know with Peterson and Madison, Peter and Madison, not only do they have completely different views on faith um, or pretty completely different, they now don't have the support of their families. Right. So, I like, I mean, I don't, I guess I can't say that about Madison's family, but I cannot imagine being Madison's parents watching that live taping. Like, I can't imagine that they have any respect for Peter's parents. Right. I can't imagine any of these people sitting around at Thanksgiving talking about what they're thankful for. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Can you imagine? Like, there's no way. Like, maybe after a lot of time has passed, some therapy, healing. Yeah, but, you know, it's possible. It's totally possible that they could make it work, but it is not probable. Um, You know, this whole, the movie, what is it like? He's just not that into you. They say you're the exception, not the rule. Right. Like, um, if they, like, they're, hopefully they're the exception, but my guess is they're the rule. And the rule is when you don't match up on faith and your families hate each other, which I'm just assuming um, at this point, uh, then I feel like they have to be the exception exception to make it work. And I just, I don't see that path, but you know what, even though I don't see it, I hope it's there and I hope they do make it because I do really enjoy them as a couple. And I, and I hope that they can figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. I think there was definitely genuine love there, but unfortunately Barb has started doing interviews and is commenting back on Instagram and Peter and Madison have both gone pretty quiet, but she's kind of reaching out again. And she just told someone that she thinks that Madison should have apologized to Hannah Ann. And I was like, why is Madison need to apologize to everyone? What? Like what is Matt? Do you mean Peter should be on his knees apologizing to Hannah Ann? I mean, he did apologize, but like, what does Madison have to apologize to her for? I think she, her, her point was just that she was hurt by this whole thing, but clearly like it wasn't Madison's fault that Peter had feelings for her. She wasn't like reaching out to him actively trying to steal him away by any means. No. Yeah. That's, that's so sad. I wish that, I don't know. I don't know what to even say at this point for her, but she, um, she has some soul searching to do at this point. I mean, I I don't even know. I just, I feel sorry for her. I I feel, I feel mostly sorry for Peter. I do too. Um, Because 
it must be horrible for him to have his mother doing this publicly. He obviously doesn't have, you know, she's not, I'm sure he's asking her to stop and she's not. Um, and I can only imagine that his heart feels completely broken right now. Cause not only does he probably have a good chance of losing Madison right now from all of this, this has got to be so hard on anybody, but he's kind of like losing a little bit of a relationship with his parents. And he lives like, at home. At least he did. I, mean, they're, they're, <laughs> I don't think he will be anymore, but, um, not, not only, not just because of Barb, right. but just no, because yeah. after The Bachelor, like, I think he'll be doing well enough where he can move out. I think uh, so, too. But, what, but then again, <laughs> doesn't a pilot do well enough that they can move out? I'm so confused by why yeah. he lives with his parents. It was their um, culture. They said, they said, like, why move out if you're, like, he's traveling a lot. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they can move past it, but it's going to definitely be hard. Yeah, I think it's going to be really difficult for them. And I, I hope that, like, right now they're, you know, locked away somewhere in a house and just, you know, in an Airbnb or something, just enjoying each other and blocking out all of this negativity because it is got to be so, so hard on them. And I just think I've met Peter and Peter is just one of the nicest people I've ever met. Such a sweet guy. And Madison seems like an absolute angel. So I hope that they can work it out. Something else I thought that was really interesting that you wrote, which was about making the producers and the show, making sure the lead is actually ready to propose. Cause we've seen so many broken engagements recently. And obviously, as someone who got engaged on the show, I mean, you know what it's like to be like swept up in the emotions, like everything like that. And I was just wondering if you could expand on what you meant there. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, more so, I think the producers should make sure somebody's really ready to propose because we've seen so many times somebody propose and then want to go back to the runner up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like the producers really need to like be like, okay, are you sure between these two? Like, we've really got to get into this. Um, and I think there is such a um, a pressure on the contestants to for it to end up in an engagement. Um, not, but the thing is, it's not necessarily because the producers are pushing that. It's almost like you push it on yourself, right? Like, like you don't want to disappoint Bachelor Nation. Of, you know, it's not even that. I mean, yes, that's part of it for sure. Um, but even so, like you put yourself through all of this, right? Like it is so difficult. Like I hated being the Bachelorette. And that's the truth. Like, I'm grateful that I was. Oh, my God, I am beyond grateful. Like, my life would not be what it is today if I was not on that show. I wouldn't have the platform I have. I wouldn't have the amazing community around me. I wouldn't have met my husband. wouldn't have my kids. Like, I'm so beyond grateful for The Bachelorette. But I hated my experience. I found it very hard to let people go. I found it very hard to date people that I knew I wasn't going to end up with. Like, I walked into night one of Bachelor uh, of Bachelorette knowing my top two guys. Wow. I knew the top two, night one. And a lot of people are that way. That's why people who get the first impression rose are always in the top two or three. You know your attraction to somebody right away. And I, I don't think that that really should come as too much of a shock to anybody because, like, imagine that I took put you, right? I put you in a room with 25 guys. Wouldn't you know who you were attracted to? Within a few minutes of talking to each one. No, totally. And I would like also know chemistry. I would know who I didn't like, even though there was no reason for me not to like them. I would just know. <laughs> well, I feel like chemistry, one, you know, within talking to somebody for a few minutes, whether or not you're compatible, you know, whether you're attracted to someone as soon as you see them, not that attraction is everything, but it's something. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, so for me, I was like, okay, these are great guys, but none of these guys are for me. Only these two, I feel like I'm compatible with. And sure enough, those two ended up being, I should say, my top three because one of my two left me. <laughs> um, but even bringing that up, so 
mine was a decade ago, so I don't even, I don't mean to talk about me, but no, I'm go for it because it's, it's relevant. So there was a guy named Frank who left me in my top three and I was devastated. Like Frank and Roberto, they were my top two from night one, always knew it was going to be two of them. Roberto got my first impression rose and Frank got my first date, just like Madison got the first date and Hannah Ann got the first impression rose. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, you know, right away. So Frank left me in my top three. And I, at that point was so devastated that I convinced myself I was not going to choose him. Oh, it was never Frank. It was never Frank. I didn't even, I, like, I'm glad he left because I was so mad at him for leaving me. Um, so I ended up getting engaged to Roberto. <clears throat> you know, we were together for a couple of years, whatever. Like, it was, you know, he's a great person. Um, and I told everybody after the show, oh, I was always going to choose Roberto. It was no question. It was no question. Well, now here I am 10 years later, finally admitting I didn't know. Right. Like, if Frank had stayed, it might have been Frank. And admitting that now I, I do that because one, I want to help people sympathize with Peter because what Peter's going through and the reason he proposed to Hannah Ann is probably because he was so heartbroken that Madison left that he convinced himself it was never her anyway. Yeah. I love Hannah Ann. I love Hannah Ann. And I get that because I did that. And wow. like I said, I'm not saying it would have been Frank, but I just don't know this to this day who it would have been if he had stayed. So I'm just saying, like, I get it. I understand why Peter did it. I feel so sorry for Hannah Ann that he took that first engagement away from her because I understand that um, completely. Like, one of the reasons I let my runner-up go is because I told him I didn't want to take away his first proposal. Right. Um, and should be only. Like, literally, I used those exact words. So I get that more than anything. <clears throat> but I also understand why Peter convinced himself that he really, that Hannah Ann really was the only one for him. We're seeing more and more people leave too, like before the show ends, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder why people are going on the show in the first place. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Madison is going on the show, went on the show for the wrong reasons. I totally don't believe that. I think she went on for the right reasons, but I do think in general, like some people go on and then they're like, wait a second. I don't like Madison left on her own because Peter slept with somebody else when he shouldn't have. Yeah. Like if he really wanted to be with Madison and he knew how Madison felt, I believe he shouldn't have slept with, with Hannah Ann um, or whoever it was. I'm assuming it's Hannah Ann. Right. Um, or maybe both. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, we'll never, we'll, we'll but, find out one day when he writes a book. <laughs> yeah. But I did, like, I did read something like that. Some people were saying that, you know, Madison went on for the wrong reasons because she already has an agent. That's such, that, that is so not true. Like, Yes, she has. If she has an agent, which if she does, good for you, girl. You're smart. Yeah. Like you're smart because you went on the show. You have this huge platform now and you got someone to represent you so you can navigate all the crazy offers that are going to be coming your way. Like I don't call that someone going on the show for the wrong reasons. I call that a smart woman making a good business choice. So um, I applaud her for that. Like if she had gotten an agent before going on the show, that would be a little bit different. Right. Um that I could see how that would come across the wrong way. I mean, I, but then again, I don't know at the end of the day, like, would that even really matter again? You're just being smart and protecting yourself knowing what's coming after the show. But then again, she'd be assuming she makes it far in the show. Cause at the end, like the people who are able to get agents after the show are the people who last for a long time. So yeah. it makes more sense to get one after, but um, no, I think she went on for the right reasons for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, just a different game these days. Like you have to be smart and take advantage of it. You're silly not to. Yeah, of course. Like it is just because like, for instance, when 
I decided to be the bachelorette and leave my job at Facebook, which was like, which is so crazy at the time, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) iconic moment. Yeah. And like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Um, but like I, that was a big decision for me. And I, my main reason for doing it was love. My main reason was that I didn't want to watch the season and see another girl as the bachelorette and think that should have been my husband. So my main reason was love. Like I was like, this is happening for a reason. I should do this. But I wasn't stupid. I knew I was leaving my job at one of the biggest, fastest growing companies in the world that I had stock in. So I was like, but there's also going to be opportunity for me to monetize this afterwards. And if I didn't think that way, I think that would be, um, I think that would be dumb. I think that would be a dumb decision and just pure stupidity. Um, So I don't blame people for thinking about it. You have to think about it. Um, You just have to make sure that like, you're not trying to get by each episode to make it one episode longer. So you get more followers. Like if you don't like the bachelor or bachelorette, like that's when things get bad. Like that's when you become not good because you're just using the bachelor to get more followers to stay on longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this season was definitely like controversial with some of the contestants. They didn't get a lot of love necessarily. Jade from the bachelor, uh, bachelor in paradise recently just posted that she would have let her kids go on in the past, but now she thinks it's too catty. Ashley, I told us something similar. I mean, I know it's far down the line, but your gorgeous little daughter and your son, would you ever let them be on the show? <laughs> of course. I mean, the, like I said, the show, I, I mean, I just told you, I didn't even like my experience as a bachelorette. Um, it was super hard on me, but still like my kids can make their own decisions. And like, you know, I don't think it's a matter of me letting them or not when they'd be adults by that point anyway. So it's their own choice. <laughs> you know what I totally. mean? Like, they're not having a 17 year old go on the bachelor and bachelorette. Thank so God. It's not my decision. Yeah, I know. God. Yeah, I know. Like, please, please. Then let's not get that young ABC. Um, but yeah, so it wouldn't be my decision at that point, but I would absolutely be supportive. It was one of the coolest experiences in my life. I got to travel the world. Um, it was a growing experience. I learned so much about myself. Like in that moment, I feel like the girl I was when I was on the bachelor at 24 is completely different than the girl I was when I ended my engagement at 26. Like I was completely, I grew up 10 years in a period of two years. So absolutely. I would let them and I would be here for them. Um, I would just, you know, I tell Molly all the things that I don't think, you know, and Riley, all the things that I want them to not do just so they don't get pinned as the villain. <laughs> I'm excited for that next generation down the line. I think that's going to be so fun. Um, before I let you go, we did bring up age really quick. So I just wanted to ask you, obviously, Claire is going to be the oldest bachelorette we've ever had, which is awesome. But her guys just came out and a lot of them are still in their 20s. And I feel like that was yep. a weird move. You know, I think it's going to be a hard season for her. Like I said, it was really hard for me to go through my season because I didn't really like any of the guys like that way. I like them as friends. And I feel like because all the guys are young on her season, she's going to have a similar experience. It's going to be really difficult for her. She's going to be dating guys that are way too young for her that she doesn't have connections with. But that said, it only takes one person. It doesn't matter if there's 29, 22-year-olds and one mature, cool 38-year-old you know, the thir- that she connects with, you know, I mean, her, her, her probability goes down. There's only a, the, the pickings are slimmer, right? But at the end of the day, I feel like every season, let's say, let's say they cast 25 people. They cast anywhere from 25 to 30 every season. Let's say they cast 25 off the bat about anywhere from like five to seven of them are cast for entertainment only. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like they're cast because they think they're going to be the villain or they think they're going to be the, 
the Corinne of the season or the Demi, you know, of the season who's like funny and like gives good one-liners. Yeah. Um, and then another maybe five are cast where it's like they know they're not compatible, but like they need to like get, get you know, different kinds of people on the show or whatever. Um, and I'm not saying like necessarily race or whatever. I'm just saying like somebody yeah. who's, um, you know, that they know they're not going to be compatible, like because their faces are completely different, but they need to get a different kind of person on the show. So that only leaves you after you take that out. It's like maybe 10 to 15 people that might be matches. And like I said, out of that, you're only going to have chemistry with a handful. So really, at the end of the day, your pickings are so slim. So I almost think it doesn't even matter that some of the guys are so young because I think the handful of guys that are close to her age or older are going to be quality people. Like, I think ABC knows, like, okay, we have some a handful of quality guys that it doesn't matter about these other guys. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've seen a lot of success in the last couple of years with Bachelorette specifically. So I'm rooting for Claire. You know, we followed her for a long time. I, I think it'll be good to mix it up and bring someone back. I know. Me too. And if she has any really bad dates and she's sweating it, I'll just send her some each and every deodorant and she will be just fine. That sounds like a perfect <laughs> way to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Allie. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I'm shook. I feel like Allie really delivered. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Peter and his mom and Madison, if we're going to get any uh, major updates in the next coming weeks. Hopefully, Barb maybe chills it on the Instagram comments and we can see this family heal, even though it was very entertaining to watch them. Thank you again for tuning in. I want to remind you to listen on Spotify, leave a five-star review, and come back next week for more Bachelor drama. 